Land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today we're going to look at Psalm 50. It's a little lengthy, but I will read it in its entirety. 23 verses, reading from the New International Version. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and will not be silent. Fire devours before him, and around him a tempest rages. He summons the heavens above and the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me this consecrated people who make a covenant with me by sacrifice. And to the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for he is a God of justice. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I bring no charges against you concerning your sacrifices or concerning your burnt offerings, which are ever before me. I have no need of a bull from your stall or the goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice, thank you, offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you and you will honor me. But to the wicked person, God says, what right have you to recite my laws or take my covenant on your lips? You hate my instruction and cast my words behind you. When you see a thief, you join him. You throw in your lot with adulterers. You use your mouth for evil and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit and testify against your brother and slaughter your own mother's son. When you did these things, I kept silent. You thought I was exactly like you. But now I arraign you and set my accusations before you. Consider this, you who forget God, or I will tear you to pieces with no one to rescue you. Those who sacrifice thank thank offerings honor me, and to the blameless I will show salvation. This is sort of harsh, would you say? (laughs) I kind of think so. (laughs) But, you know, we have a different author in this particular psalm. This psalm is written by Asaph, A-S-A-P-H, who, factoid information, was the very first choir director. Look it up, you'll see it in your Bible. Say Asaph, and you have to go, I believe it is in Numbers, where you start having the um, the naming of the different tribes and the distinction of the um, Levites as the priests and who's set aside, and that's where you find actually the sons of Korah, and you also find Asaph. So, he was the first choir director. This psalm, though, as harsh as it is, is categorized, I believe, under wisdom, but it has a flair of prophecy because it's serving as a reminder to Israel of the covenant that they have with God and what will happen to the people who do not have a covenant with God. Asaph acknowledges that God doesn't really need anything from them 
or us, right? The cattle on a thousand hills are God. God says that he even, the insects are his. He, he doesn't need anything from them or us. Yet, there is a requirement for sacrifices for the children of Israel. For us, you know, we don't need to bring in animals to be slaughtered and sacrificed. But we are to come to God offering something. We are to have something in our hands. We're not to come to him empty-handed. But you know what we come to him with? Our sacrifices, so to speak. Our offerings of tithe. And then additional monetary offering. Because remember he said bring the tithes and the offering. Two distinct things. Money, you know, currency. We offer. We also come to him offering our time our worship, and our praise and thanksgiving. We come to God with our sacrifices, so to speak. Yet God doesn't need anything from us, but he demands those things from us anyway. And the reason why he demands those things is because it reminds us of who he is. He's God. He's holy. You don't go before a king empty-handed. You always present him with an offering. It reminds us of who he is and it creates humility and generosity in us. Humility because we know who God is and knowing that he is holy, we are reminded that we are only there by God's grace, by Jesus, you know, taking on our sins and allowing us to now be reconciled with him. So we come to him with humility and a sense of generosity, bringing those things that he has given us, showing him that we aren't tied to our stuff. Now, you guys don't know me, but I have a lot of stuff. My mother used to call me a pack rat. (laughs) Yet, when I move from place to place, you know, I do some purging. But I do have some sentimental items and things that I have had, you know, and, and the Lord allowed me to purchase throughout my travels. But I still come to him with stuff acknowledging that it isn't the stuff that I really need in my life it's him and so coming with him with my time and with my offering and with my tithe and thanksgiving it helps me to put a good perspective on my stuff and it also gives me a sense of helping others as well so there's always a reason why God has us do things and so on this day I want you to be mindful of the covenant that you have with your Savior. And then to ask yourself the question, are you fulfilling your end of the covenant? What is your end? (laughs) To trust him, to obey him, to listen to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to mold you into the image of God, to practice living the fruit of the Spirit, to come to God with all of your needs and to never come before him empty-handed. To sacrifice your time for him. Sacrifice, you know, more than just the tithe or monetary giving. Learn to worship him and praise him and be thankful. That's our requirement on this covenant. We know that God is fantastic at meeting his end. Today, Let us work on fulfilling our end of the covenant. Let's pray. We thank you, God, for being the mighty one. God who sits on high. God who owns a thousand cattle. God who created all of this. And really, 
doesn't need anything from us, yet you require us to come to you. And you do that because you want relationship with us. And so help us perhaps initially to come to you out of obedience, but then to turn the obedience into our love for you. That just as you love us, that we in turn love you. And so we no longer have to come because it is a, it is a demand of you that we not come empty-handed, but that we just desire to be in your presence. And, and so we could never come before you empty-handed because you are our God and we always want to do for you. Strengthen our relationships in you, Lord, because we know that once we have a solid foundation of a relationship with you, all the other relationships that we'll have will come into focus and will come in line. Help us to be mindful that there is a requirement for us with our covenant with Jesus Christ and help each and every one of us listening to do our part to fulfill our end of bringing the sacrifices to you. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for insisting (laughs) that we come up as children of your kingdom, that we have kingdom mindsets. And therefore, we're not greedy, but we're generous. That we're not haughty in pride, but we're humble. And that we recognize you as our God. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family, you got a little bit of homework to do. Your side of the covenant. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.